You're listening to The Shop Independent Show, the place to hear inspiring stories from independent shop owners, pick up some great tips around running an independent shop, and hear people talk passionately about flying the shop independent flag. Your host is me, Barbara Steadman, the owner and founder of Love Our Shops UK, a shopping directory full of independent shops online. If, like me, you want to shop with independents as much as you possibly can, then my directory will help you find them. So, for now, let's get on with today's show. On today's show, I'm having a conversation with the wonderful Kiara of Who Be New. Kiara began her business 10 years ago. She started it from home when her children were very small. It is a true family business, working with her husband and her mother-in-law, plus roping her children in to help when the pandemic meant a more manic workload. You will gain a lot from the Who Be New business journey and how Kiara manages it and her time. She has had a complete change of product focus, went from having others make her products to bringing them in-house, and has a brilliant launching style. This episode was recorded a few weeks before the Jubilee, and I loved how she came up with the products to celebrate this momentous event. Kiara's enthusiasm and love for her business shines through. It was an absolute pleasure having this chat with her, and I'm sure you will enjoy and be inspired by it too. Hi, Kiara. So lovely to have you here. Hi, lovely to be here. I could introduce you, but I think you do a better job. So could you introduce your business to us, please? Uh, Sure. I run a pet business called Hubinu. Uh, We've been around for about 10 years now. We didn't actually start as a pet business. We were originally a jewellery business, but we sort of um, evolved into a a pet company along the way, along our journey. We are a small family business. I work with my husband, my mother-in-law, and um, we employed about five years ago another girl called Phoebe. And uh, we all work together to produce the cutest pet tags on the internet. Oh, brilliant. I can vouch for that because I've had quite a few of my, of my dogs over the years. So, yeah, um, I'm really excited to be having excited to be having this chat today. Kiara and Hubi New were founder members of my shopping directory and having been on there from day one, I think. I think they were the yeah. third shop to say yes, which had me doing the small business happy dance as we do. And um, so it is great to have you here. I really, really love hearing how businesses begin and where the light bulb moment began. So um, would you be able to share that with us, please? Yes. Oh, where to start? Uh, I've got a background in graphic design. That's what my my degree is in. And after I left university, I had a job working for uh, an online business, which I suppose probably gave me the idea to where I've eventually ended up. So I worked for that company for five years and then I, I left when it was time for me to have my children. And then when my son was small, I started a graphic and web design business because I could do that from home. That was what I was trained in. But I did find it quite dull (laughs) because it was mostly um, builders and, you know, very non-creative type things. And, uh, yeah, I quickly got quite bored with that after a while. So then I tried something a little bit more creative and I started making handbags and purses, which I used to sew by hand. And that was great. But I realized that it was never really going to be a sustainable business because it was very labor intensive and I wouldn't be able to grow it. So uh, I think from that point, I I then went and got a part time job in a shop and I was doing that. And that was great. It meant that I didn't have to when you work for yourself, there's quite a lot of pressure to you know be all of the different roles that you have to be so I think after doing the graphic and web designer I quite relished having a job that I could just turn up do my job come home not think about it um, and after a couple of years of working at Waterstone which I loved because I love books 
we started to think about having another baby and so I got pregnant again with my daughter and it was while I was pregnant I started to think do you know what maybe it's time to to start something again maybe I should try a different business that still allows me to be creative that isn't quite so labor intensive so that I can fit work around my sort of new family dynamic obviously knowing that we've got another small baby on the way my son was about three and a half so it wasn't long before he'd be going off and starting school so I thought it's going to be now or never this is a good time to do it I can start small and grow as my daughter grows so I decided to turn some of the drawings that I used to draw used to do um into necklaces for children so that's how Houdini started. I wanted a really bright, colourful brand. Um, we created these cute little characters, which we made into acrylic jewellery. My husband wrote little stories to go along with them. He's a children's author. And uh, I applied for Not on the High Street, thinking that nothing would come of it. And lo and behold, they said that they wanted to take us on, which at that time they were expecting such a small percentage of the people that applied. So I used um, the last of my savings for my graphic and web design to pay their joining fee and uh, and it sort of started from there we got the jewelry into liberties in London and it really it started to sort of pick up momentum but not the high street were definitely the driving force behind the income at the beginning and as I sort of worked more and more with them I realized that in order for the business to be successful I really needed to offer personalized products so we started to do um phone cases and, and things like that and I found a company to, to make those things for me and then my dog one day Jake who sadly is no longer with us needed a pet tag and I'd recently designed a dog necklace and I thought why am I going to get him a boring metal tag which really isn't me <laughs> very very bright and colorful when I could create him something a little bit different so I spoke to the company that we were using at the time and said are you able to make pet tags with designs on them and they said yes actually yes we can so I made a, a tag for Jake we when we used to take him out for walks we'd get so many comments about the pet tags we were going oh my god that's so cute where did you get that from and I thought oh my god we should be selling these you know I know it's, it's different from how we started but you know maybe this is a really good idea so we started off with just one or two dogs on these pet tags and they really started to sell so then and people were requesting other breeds as well so I started to draw more and more breeds and from there, the business just catapulted. And my husband was like, you seem to be very busy. Do you, do you need a hand? And I was like, yes, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> because at that time, he was, um, he was writing for Hodder, so he was on deadlines, but he writes very quickly. So he would have, you know, two or three books coming out a year, but he'd, he'd write them within, within a month, and then he'd be sat there with nothing to do. So I was like, yes, please help. So he started to help me packing all the, the different orders. And then I think from there, I said to him, look, you know, we've got more more orders coming in than we can cope with. We're going to need to expand. So uh, then we brought his mother-in-law on board. She helped with the packing. He then started manufacturing so I could go back to product developing. And then it just kind of just kept growing organically. From there, we kept adding more and more products. And, and now, 10 years later, here we are. <laughs> It's brilliant to um, to see how it progressed or to hear how it progressed. How far into your journey did you actually start doing the pet tags? I think it was about 18 months in. I know we'd had a Christmas under our belt and I started the business in April, which is when my daughter was born, literally about, I don't know, two, three weeks before she was born. 
Um, and at that time, I used to sit her in her bumbo on my dining room table and pack the orders next to her. And there were only about five or six at that point. So, you know, it wasn't. And then I dropped them around to the post office. And then I think we had our first Christmas, which was OK, you know, not, not too bad. And then I think it was probably before the second Christmas that we started to do the pet tag, I think. So, yeah, it was about 18 months or so in. And, and then it just sort of grew from there, really. Yeah, because um, I'm guessing that you started off at home, did you? Were you home-based? Yes. or Yeah. Yes, we started started at home. So um, we would, first of all, I started at my dining room table. Then uh, we'd converted our garage into an office. So we kind of shoehorned ourselves in there. And then eventually we were very lucky that we already had a shed in our back garden that had been there by the previous owner. So we got a grant from the local council and we converted the shed into a working space. We bought equipment and then we brought the manufacturing in-house. And that's when things really started to sort of take off because then we could turn the orders around so much quicker. Whereas when we were working with the other company, they were fantastic. But it would obviously take me time to, to do all the artwork, send it to them, then to print it, send it back to us, us to then send it to the customer. And we had one situation around about Christmas time where package didn't arrive when I'd expected it to and I had that sudden nightmare thought of if this package gets lost that's about 100 orders that are then going to have to be done again I'm then going to have to contact the customer they've already waited 10 days and I just thought this is all taking too long we have to speed this process up and the only way we can do that is by bringing the manufacturing in-house so that was a big turning point for us as well so we converted the shed in our garden that then became the sort of manufacturing packing station but then as time went on we slowly then spread from the shed into the house as well until we had boxes and stuff everywhere and I was just like this can't carry on so then that's when we rented the industrial unit and that was about five years ago now. It's obviously grown a lot since then as well hasn't it? Do you think you'll outgrow where you are now at any point? Um, I hope so that would be nice. (laughs) I mean I think we are very fortunate in that this is a large space. Um, It's two floors we've probably even when we moved in here we had more space than we needed so as the five years has gone on, we have expanded and sort of filled this space. So I'm hoping in another five years, yes, it would be nice. But of course, it's difficult, isn't it? As you get bigger, more costs and, you know, business rates, and all that kind of stuff, electricity, everything's all gone up recently. So we're just uh, trying to be very careful at the moment because you just never know what's around the corner. I think the last couple of years have definitely proved that. And um, you said at the beginning you started it um, so that you could work it around your family. And I was just wondering how that has worked out, because I think a lot of people, a lot of women especially, do that with the expectation that they can work it around their family, which is what I did. And it has worked out for me. And I was just wondering how it's uh, worked for you. Yes, very well. Um, In the beginning, it was lots of working nights because obviously my daughter was a baby. So I'd spend the day with her and then I'd work in the evenings. Um, and that was fine. That suited me. I am. I find I can concentrate better in the evening. In some ways, I find it harder to concentrate now during the day, I think, because it's just so ingrained in me. But um, we've never missed a sports day. We can go to all of their school plays. If they're ill, we can go and pick them up. Um, if they finish early or I think one day my son's school, they lost all their electric. We can just pick them up, bring them into work. They all the way right even from when my daughter was tiny as soon as she could walk she was you know picking up envelopes off the shelves helping to scan things so they've all been involved in the business along the way as it's grown so it definitely has I think if I worked in a normal working environment I wouldn't have been able to do any of those things um we can take time off during holidays which used to be a problem in my previous job because you've got lots of other people vying for time off during half term 
that's not an issue for us now. So yeah, it definitely has been the right thing, I think. I mean, obviously I work with my husband. He usually does the school run. I do the drop off in the morning. So it all works quite quite well for our family, definitely. Yeah, and I think it's brilliant for children as well to see you creating your own um, income, creating your own business, isn't it? And it's also quite exciting for them to come into work with you, which if you've got a normal nine to five job, it's very rare for your children to actually see you where you work, isn't it? So it's um, it's quite exciting for them. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So just looking at your business as it is today, you said earlier on it it obviously started with jewellery and now it's gone into the pet business. And I noticed um, you've got quite a few new product ranges in the last sort of um, six to 12 months and you've got some more coming up as well. Can you explain to us sort of your working day and who does what? And obviously you're all in there together. Yes, yes, we are. So the, the um, unit is split over two floors. So Phoebe and I work upstairs and Barbara and David work downstairs. So they are very much in charge of the operational side of the business. So Barbara does the packing and David does um, sort of allocating of, of products. So Phoebe manufactures everything. So she will make all of the products, bring them downstairs. David will put the correct um, products with the correct orders. He'll print off the labels. He'll then give them to Barbara. She then packs everything and sorts out all of the, the dispatch of Royal Mail. She also keeps an eye on stock management and things like that, lets me know when we're running low of things. Um, my role is, oh, and Phoebe also does um, most of the illustrating in the artwork now. When we first started, it was they were all my illustrations. But um, when Phoebe came on board, she very quickly picked up my illustrative style. And I think thanks to that, we have been able to expand the range of uh, dog breeds that we offer massively much much quicker than I could because when it was down to me it would somebody would make a request and I'd be oh yes 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 I must do that but it would just it, because of all the other things I was doing it would just take me so long to get to it so now we can um, have an idea and have a new product and a, and a sample of that new product in in a matter of days so so Phoebe does manufacturing and and most of the illustration and design side of things and then my role is very much um, administrative business planning I like to do my own bookkeeping just because I like to know exactly where the business is so I do that weekly so um, I usually have set days that I do set things so on a Monday that's my accounts day so I do all of my accounts I do all of my invoicing I do any of that sort of admin stuff um, I've been using the um, profit first method for a long time and that really works for us so that means I can keep on top of our cash flow and then usually um, a day like today would be a product development, product ideas kind of a day. Um, Wednesday, I tend to focus on marketing. Uh, so I'll look at our Google ads, any Facebook ads we're running, sort out Instagram, that sort of thing. And then Thursdays, we don't work. We work a four-day week. And then Friday, again, is usually whatever I haven't got to <laughs> in the rest of the week, I'll tend to wrap up or I might I also do design products as well so it just depends on usually I'll take one big project and and Phoebe will do other bits and pieces so yeah so that's kind of how the the working week goes yeah it sounds um, really organized and um, I I like the way of focusing (laughs) per day on something yeah that's what I do as well um like today is podcast recording day and then tomorrow like, um, mm-hmm. like you actually I do marketing on a Wednesday so um yeah mm-hmm. I like the idea of you kind of don't have to switch your brain between things do you, you can just kind of focus on one thing and you also yeah. know that if you haven't got that done during that day you've got to wait another week mm-hmm. before you can focus again on your yeah. accounts or your 
your marketing or whatever. So I like that way of working. You touched on your products there and who's designing them and everything. If you're deciding to come up with a new product, can you just talk us through that process? Because you have got quite a product range, haven't you? Yes. So um, I'll, I'll run you through, for example, we recently launched a Jubilee range for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Yeah, I saw so, those. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're going really well, actually. So that will usually involve, um, Phoebe and I will have a discussion. So I said to her, oh, it's the Platinum Jubilee. I always come to these things late, though. So we've only just done this now, even though it's only a couple of weeks away. Unfortunately, my brain can't think that far in advance. So I think I saw something. So I went, oh, the Queen's Jubilee. I was like, we should definitely do something. And then, and we've got such a, we're on such the same wavelength now. Now we've been working together for so long. So she said, a corgi with a crown at a jaunty angle. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. So, and I said, with the flag behind. So she then creates something and then she'll show it to me and I'll be like, yes, yes, that's it. That's perfect. So then um, she went away and she put that on a, on a pet tag, on a mug on a bandana and then she came up with a pattern design as well and I was like yep that's brilliant and they said right okay what about a union jack let's do a union jack one as well and then now we've basically put this um jubilee thing on everything so <laughs> we've like bag t-shirt salt everything that we can possibly put it on we're like yes let's put it on um and then once we've done that we uh we do the photography in-house as well so Phoebe's an amazing photographer so either we'll all have to get involved if we need to be holding things like mugs and stuff like that or we've got a little photography area downstairs um that my dad made us this amazing big um kind of wooden backdrop on wheels it's like a big wooden partition it's got shelves built into it um and we can wheel it around so we can get the best light and we tend to set up a little sort of photography area so usually it will be we'll discuss the idea um she'll create some visuals i'll okay them uh we'll then start applying those designs onto lots of different products we'll then photograph them we actually did a photo shoot with my parents' dog in the park this week. So we drove over to them, took the dog out, did some photos. They looked brilliant. Came back again. Um, she'll then go through, edit the photos. I'll approve them and say which ones we want to use on social media. And then we launch it. So I, I, I could be better at, at launching things. I tend to just chuck it out as soon as we've had the idea <laughs> rather than any kind of actual plan. So yeah. that is definitely an area I could improve on. Oh, there's always there's always things we need to improve on, isn't there? Um, yeah. see, so you've got you've got a massive range now, haven't you, to do with pets and dogs and everything. Do you want to just run through some of the products that you have got? You've got your pet tags, which you've mentioned quite a bit, but there's lots of other things as well. There are lots of other things. Um, so yes, there's the pet tags, and we also just launched a more budget range of engraved pet tags, which we've been wanting to do for a while. So that's another new thing we've just added. But we also do um, portraits of pets as well. So we, we send a photo, we draw the pet, we can print that out. It can be framed or not framed. We do um, Christmas decorations. It's a huge thing for us. So we, at Christmas time, we do wooden decorations of the dogs, which is sort of the outline of the dog's shape with the name on. We also do memorial decorations for dogs that have passed, which are also very popular. Um, we do mugs uh, for dog dad, mum, dog mum, all those kinds, as well as just breeds and things like that. We do bandanas, we do harnesses now with designs on. Just trying to do a quick run through in my head. Um, coasters, key rings, bags, cushions bowls dog bowls as well and cat bowls we also don't just do dogs we do cats horses guinea pigs rabbits bearded dragons and ferrets i I, well. funny, I spotted the ferrets today and i was thinking ferrets but there are quite a few yeah. ferret owners aren't there so yeah, yeah. yeah good idea yeah. 
And you also now make your own dog collars, don't you? Yes, the biofilm ones. Yes, we are yeah. now making those ourselves as well. So that's been yeah. fun. It's, yeah, yeah I that's really good. good. <laughs> we, 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 were, we were buying them in, but our supplier couldn't supply us anymore. So I thought, okay, we don't have to learn how to do this ourselves. So yeah. we've, uh, we've been working on that. So um, they're back in stock now. And it means that we can expand the colours that we offer, which is great. So we're just yeah. getting to grips with that at the moment. And you also do quite a few Christmas decorations as well and the Santa sacks. Yes. Um, oh, yes. The Santa yeah. sacks. How could I forget? It's because it's not Christmas and so my brain isn't in Christmas mode. Uh, we do it. Halloween range as well. So we do lots of Halloween ranges. We do treat bags as well for the dogs. The Christmas sacks, are, oh, they're so brilliant. I love to see pictures of people's dogs next to their Christmas sacks because we do huge ones and also smaller ones as well. And sometimes the huge ones, I think one... One year, a customer took a picture of her Frenchies inside the sacks, all lined up next to each other, and that was just brilliant. So, yes, yes, we do. And we do Christmas stockings as well for the dogs, too, that you can hang on your fireplace. Yeah. Do you do wholesale as well? I wasn't quite sure. We do. We do do wholesale. So um, we're on FAIR, uh, the wholesale website, and uh, there's a wholesale page on our on our website where you can sign up and actually get a credit I believe if you're I think 200 pounds free or something if you're not with fair already and, and really favorable payment terms and um, we also drop ship a lot of tags for other small businesses as well so we do um, pet tags for dog walkers for example or for doggy daycare and um, sometimes when a dog goes to a dog walker they want to put a tag on you know that they lost the term of the doctor so we do lots of live tags for various different businesses and we also drop ship for quite a lot of other big companies like Paws and Paws Boutique, um, Happy House Accessories and, and lots of different other people. Um, we we create their pet tags for them with their designs on and then we send them straight to the customer. It all sounds really exciting, but also um, a lot to manage as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, just because um, tomorrow is your marketing day. So I was just going to talk about your uh, marketing because I really love watching your marketing. Okay. You have great photos. Oh, thank you. You've got really good, clear photos, which you obviously shared how you how you take them now with your dad's um, yes. little wheelie, wheelie display unit. Mm-hmm. You're on Instagram, your email marketing, um, you're on Pinterest, you share lots of dogs. So it's all really active and really yes. fun and entertaining marketing. Which one do you think mm-hmm. drives the most sales and drives the most traffic? I would probably say Instagram for us. Um, we recently joined TikTok as well, which has been a bit of an eye opener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting to grips with that. No, no funny TikTok dances from us. Um, but we're trying to show a little bit more of the behind the scenes of, of, the, of the business and how that all works. Because I think people do find that interesting. But Instagram is definitely, I think, the best platform for us. Um, we do try to take it with a little, a uh, little bit of fun. I mean, we are quite. We, we don't take ourselves seriously. My husband and I are a bit like a double act. So we used to do um, on Facebook a couple of years ago. We used to do. Friday lives every face every Friday and yeah I remember watching Facebook. them yeah we did yeah. that it was like having our own tv show it was great fun <laughs> mm. um yeah so we used to do that all the time and we did a couple of short videos as well sort of funny short videos that we did with our kids where they were off for the day and just kind of funny quirky stuff um yeah we did tried YouTube did a few studio vlogs but that didn't really yeah, that was too much editing involved in that. So we sort of gave that up. But now I like Instagram because it means I can be quite impulsive. You know, if we've got something new we're working on, I can take a quick picture, upload it to the story. Um, I'm not so good at posting on the grid, but I try to remember to do that whenever I can. But yeah, it's just, I, I feel like it's a nice way to interact with customers. Um, yeah, I think Instagram. 
definitely the best for us. I think it's lovely to see your personality though. And, and um, I, I do actually think you, that you both are completely mad. <laughs> and that comes yeah, across <laughs> in your marketing, which is really good because that's what um, Who Be New is about, isn't it? It's, it's a fun yeah. brand. It's a it's a fun yeah. um, business. So it's um, it's important. But actually, I never asked you, where's Who Be New come from? Where does that name come from? Everybody asks us that. Well, I wanted something fun and kind of quirky that sounded kind of like bubbly and colourful. Uh, and I wanted something unique that obviously, because it's so hard to come up with a pet with a name for any brand. And at the time, as I said, we weren't pet specific. We were just kind of this quirky jewellery brand. And um, the idea was that all of these characters that we were creating originated in a world of their own. And because my husband's an author, I said, just can you make something up? So he was like, OK. And we went through loads of different um, ideas. And then we came up with Hubinu as just a completely made up word, <laughs> which really um, at the time it was Hubinu World because that's where all of these characters came from, all of these different um, animals and things. And then as the uh, brand expanded and we went into other areas, we sort of dropped the world part and just became Hubinu. Yeah, it's a, fa- it's a fabulous name. And, and, and I, now that you've explained it, you can understand where it's come from, can't you? A children's author. And yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, just thinking back over the, the last couple of years and obviously um, the current climate as we are at the moment, there's obviously the pandemic that we've had to deal with, Brexit, um, yeah. the current cost of living climate, supply issues, etc. Mm-hmm. whatever small businesses have had thrown at them. I'm just wondering how you've coped and how the business has changed over the last couple of years. Uh, it definitely has been a roller coaster. Um, I think when the pandemic first hit, we sort of didn't really know what to do with ourselves. Uh, it went very quiet overnight, straight away, just like dead. And um, I think we did sort of panic a bit and think, oh, and I did think, okay, that's it. This is it. It's all over. It's the end. So um, when Boris Johnson said, oh, okay, you know, work from home if you can, I said, right, okay. I mean, there's only four of us here. We're quite well spaced out, but we were like, okay, well, it's very quiet. We'll take the business. So we went back home, back to the shed. Phoebe was working from home remotely because she could do everything remotely and send it through to us. And David and I took on the packing. And obviously, Barbara couldn't come and work with us because at that point, you weren't allowed bubbles or anything like that. So that was that was very difficult for her, that, that period of time. And then I think within about a week, once they'd announced that they were going to help people with their you know income and everything else and that actually things were going to be okay, there was all of a sudden this massive christmas style boom in april that we just weren't prepared for the kids were obviously at home they were homeschooling we were having to say to them just stop stop what you're doing you have to help us we can't cope <laughs> so they were sort of like sticking things on envelopes and and sort of helping helping us to do stuff and then once the post has been collected we were then helping them with their school work and, and stuff like that uh and and it was it was very stressful and i think we managed that way for about a month or so and then they said okay you can start to kind of go back if you can't and I said that we can't sustain this we can't work from home it wasn't doing anybody's mental health any good because you know I think a part of one of the good things about a working environment is you're around people and that helps if you're on your own all day very lonely so um and obviously we were very stressed trying to manage everything just the two of us as well so we decided to come back into the office so I came back into the office with Phoebe and Barbara and David stayed at home and homeschooled the kids just because that was the easiest thing to do. So I had to put my sort of normal role on hold and fulfill David's role in the meantime. So we did that. And, and actually we were very, very fortunate 
as an online business that lots of people did shop online and I think also lots of people have got dogs as well so um that that period was actually was a very it was a growth period for us so that was it was a relief because we have been very very concerned about yeah. how it was going to go I think the the flip side of that is that obviously coming out of the pandemic last year was it was okay it was it was still fine I mean we obviously did have a period of lockdown but I, I was watching it very closely to see what was going to happen and I think we retained a lot of the customers that we would gained so that was great but now with everything that's happening with the cost of living shooting up massively I mean our electric bills doubled I'm sure like most other people not just at work but at home as well that has definitely had a knock-on effect and we have seen a decrease in orders so uh, I'm hoping that it will pick up but I think luckily because I do do the accounts weekly I can react very quickly to any sudden changes so we will you know cut any excess spending that we we can and um, cut back on buying stuff in try to come up with new things to offer customers like the budget range of pet tags for people that might be a little bit more conscious about price and just just trying to see what's going to happen and, and hope that um that it'll pick up again yeah I, th- I think um you know like you said about the beginning of the pandemic that first month or two people weren't shopping were they and I think that's perhaps what's happening here is that you know perhaps people are it's at the beginning and people are thinking oh we better hold off because we're not sure what's going to happen so um yeah. well fingers crossed that's what it is anyway so uh, yes, so um yes um just thinking about because speaking to you your passion for your business and the excitement and um how much fun you make your business as well comes through. So I'm just wondering, what is the best thing about running Hoobinoo? Ooh, um, that, that's tricky. Um, <laughs> I think probably, oh, that's a really hard question. There are so many aspects that I really enjoy. I like, I am quite a control freak. So having that control over my working life is quite important to me having the freedom to be able to do stuff with my kids as and when I need to is very important to me being able to to be actively creative i.e drawing things designing things and stuff like that when I think of something is another aspect I think one of the things I love most is I feel like I was always meant to run a business my my dad was self-employed he, he he's run his own business all throughout my life so I think I grew up seeing that and um, when I was younger I used to love watching films uh, there's the Michael J Fox film where he he pretends to work in an office and I loved the fact that he had all these spreadsheets and things and stuff on the walls and all these files and I just I, I thought that was really exciting um, so that I think that's probably why I quite like the admin and the planning and the sort of business development side of things um, I think I've just always been really interested in business I remember I, I won the CEO Pathetis SBS Twitter nomination thing one year and if you do that you 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 do this every Sunday where you can put yourself forward and you pick some winners and if you win you can go to a conference every year and he speaks and there are other guest speakers and it's it's brilliant and he said once your first business never works it's always your third and this is my third business for me and I feel like now especially 10 years down the line that this is what I was meant to do so I'm just hoping I get to continue to do it (laughs) Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. No, it's brilliant to hear. Um, so that's what keeps you motivated each day as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think I love what I do. So that makes a difference. Yeah. It's fun uh, to come to work. I think unlike most people, I, I like Mondays. Yeah, I, I, I never have that Sunday evening feeling anymore, do you? 
No. You know, the Sunday <laughs> I'm evening. Always, I'm always, dread. I think, maybe a little bit too excited. Yeah, I come in in the morning, I'm like, yay, it's Monday. And everybody else is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about some of the things you do to fly the shop independent flag? Yes. I mean, I'm a big believer in shopping small. Um, I think it's really, really important not just through Hubinu, but personally as well with my own personal Instagram. If wherever we go anywhere, I'm always um, promoting other small businesses, cafes, shops, anything like that. I'll put that on my personal Instagram. I also, I just do like to help other people out as well. So I'll often post things on stories. I've shared other small businesses in the past on Hubinu. I personally shop independently if I can, rather than going to a large company. So yeah, I do think it's very important to shop small where possible i believe we should all shop independent as much as we possibly can it's important for businesses themselves our communities the economy product choice creativity um, lots of other reasons as well but in summary um it'll improve all of our futures and i think that's really important for all of us what is your one belief around why we should all shop independent as much as we possibly can I think I think when you shop small and you shop independent, you are helping to support somebody's dreams. And whether that's one person working at home on their own or whether it's like us where we're a, a micro business and we're employing other people. So we're allowing them to be creative and free. And I think one of the great things about small businesses is it, it allows people to feel comfortable and be themselves. We don't have a lot of rules here. There's no uniform. You can wear what you like. You know, if you want to kick off your shoes and wear slippers, you can. If you want to come into work in pyjamas, absolutely fine. You know, we're very much about people feeling comfortable. And, and that's, I think, one of the great things about having a small business. And I think, obviously, not all small businesses are like that. Probably can't go to working in pyjamas if you work in a cafe. But I do think it, it gives people freedom to, to have a more comfortable working environment, which ultimately is better for people's mental health. So I think when you shop small, there are so many knock-on effects that, that aren't obvious. So, you know, you are helping people to be able to, you know, work in a nice place, doing something that they enjoy. You are helping people with mental health. You're allowing people to be creative. You're allowing people to do the things that they love. And, and I just think that that is better in a way than, um, I mean, obviously we do need the big companies because they provide lots of jobs. But I just think when you shop small, that, that effect is immediate because you're affecting the person whose business you're buying from straight away. And, and even if you can't afford to buy something from them just sharing their products with your friends or sharing it online or writing a review or talking about them to somebody and recommending them even those things are so important and can make such a difference I completely agree independent shops are yeah just amazing aren't they all small businesses are amazing aren't they what can we expect to see from who be new in the future oh <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm not sure <laughs> I mean hopefully lots more product ranges as as you said we've we've launched an awful lot of things recently um the harnesses are quite a new thing that we've started doing we've started to add a different style of illustration as well to give people a little bit more choice so it's tricky i think we want to bring in more not just pet pet related products more personalized gifting in terms of uh, frames photography gifts i love photography Um, at the moment we do a puppy journal for, for brand new puppies we've got a few more of those kind of memory-based books planned as well which we're hoping to produce very soon if I get on with it quickly <laughs> but yeah so I think I think just more more dogs more dog breeds more choice 
Um, we like to offer customers more choice and more, you know, things that they ask for. We'd like to get more equipment to be able to offer more products in the future. Uh, but again, that's obviously going to depend on how things work out. So, yeah, I think we, we've added quite a lot of things recently. So that is probably my next thing is to sit down and think what's going to be the next. Sort of it all sounds um, brilliant. Going. Yeah. Where can we find you? <laughs> okay. You can find us on our own website. That's the best place to shop from us. So that's whobinew.co.uk. Um, you can also find us on notonthehighstreet.com and on etsy.com as well. Okay. Thank you, yeah. Chiara. It's, it's been really great speaking to you. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Everybody, please take a look at Hoobie New. Chiara has given all the details for where you can find her. Plus, they're on Love Shops UK shopping directory. Until next time, shop independent as much as you possibly can. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the Shop Independent Show. I loved bringing it to you and excited to share more shop independent inspiration in the upcoming episodes. Shopping with independent shops is absolutely the best way to shop for all our beautiful futures. Head over to my shopping directory, Love Our Shops UK, where you'll find lots of independent shops and product inspiration. The directory is www.loveourshopsuk.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook and Pinterest at Love Our Shops UK. If you're an independent shop, why not join the directory and be part of this growing community of shops gaining traffic and visibility? I would love to have you on board and independent shoppers would too. As the saying goes, the more, the merrier. I will add all the links in the show notes. Make sure you rate, review and subscribe. It helps so much. Plus, it makes me smile. Share this episode far and wide as this is another way to support these amazing independent shops. I will see you next week for another episode of the Shop Independent Show. Thank you.